Bill, the other day I was reading in the paper about this uh, convicted murderer, and he was at the electric chair, and the priest was there, and he said, uh, any last request? Yeah, said the murderer. Will you please hold my hand? <laughs> Did you happen to catch the joke within your joke? I don't know. No, what did I say? It's not like you said convicted. Oh, I might and have. Electric. So convection. You know, if you're Jeez. if you're cooking something in a convection oven with electric oh, convection oven, you know that's where my mind. Went. Okay. Convicted. Well. Convicted. You know. You know, yeah. jokes about murder aren't funny. They're not funny unless they're properly executed. Execute them right. <laughs> execute them right. The first, the first time. But you don't want. You don't want to miss that first time. People are wondering what in the heck are they going to be talking this about today dark, with that it? lead in. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of a not Friday the Thirteenth, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Thank you all for joining us though yeah. for Wacky Poem Life episode number sixty six. Six six. That's a good number. Six six. Get your kicks on on, on episode sixty six. Sixty six. We're not very far from Route sixty six. We're not far from Route sixty six. You know, actually, people often come to the museum because they're going down Route sixty six, mm-hmm. and they they you know they see it somewhere and so they just detour yeah. off 66 a little bit cut through it's Tul- not much of a detour it's not it's not mm-hmm. you cut through tulsa you, and you go through to through C- past catusa the hard rock and then you head north on 66 mm-hmm. but we're just a, you know a little jaunt east 35 miles right maybe, 30 you know 30, 30 minutes further east mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is us is us is us here at the us rural, is east. Oklahoma, <laughs> rural oklahoma rural, museum of poetry where right. we got some grammar we we talk right <laughs> So we come to you each week. I am Sean. I'm Bill. And we talk about uh, a poem that someone has left in the museum or sent to us, or in the case of what we're going to talk about today, was the winner in a poem contest we had. Right. Uh, uh, For a friend of ours. You know know him a bit better than I do, but we'll we'll digress in a moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, so that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we were talking about coming off Route 66 and come and join us. We are brick and mortar. We are an actual museum mm-hmm. here in Locust Grove on Main Street. And so you can visit us. But there, you can find out all about us online, too, at rompoetry.com or like us on Facebook. Yes. Brick and mortar and words and letters. Mm-hmm. Exterior, yeah, oh yeah, more with you know that's can't how miss the building, can't miss us, yeah. <laughs> it's got lines of poetry dwell in, written all dwell over in it. Possibility, yes, you'll find us. It has it has random lines of poetry all over it, and I'm then it, again. then it has that entire poem, mm-hmm. uh, Emily mm-hmm. Dickinson's entire dwelling possibility mm-hmm. poem. Yeah. Nice, yes, yeah, it mm-hmm. is painted on there by our wonderful museum president, Alicia Little. Yeah, very modest, mm-hmm. very talented, very modest. If for some reason you are listening to us for the first time, I my name is Sean Perkins. I already said I was Sean, but I I did start and, and run this museum, and you are. I'm Bill Guthrie, co-host. Um, you know, ultra, maybe modest, extraordinaire. Ultra. I don't know. Extraordinary. Ultra extraordinary. Um, I'm in the sidecar along your motorcycle. I've been there for a little over a year now, you know. So, uh, why do I say about myself? I don't know. That hasn't already been said by people I don't know about behind my back. He is I don't on know. Our, he is on our museum board. He's recently retired, so yeah. I'm I'm using him more often than than normal. Retired. He's actually yeah. coming in the museum and helping me out in here more than. Yeah, I'll be here tomorrow for a few hours. Yeah. You know. Uh, Kind of spreading the the word and mm-hmm. tweeting out to people mm-hmm. to come see me. 
Okay, why are we talking about murder? Well, because <laughs> the the winning poem was about a couple that was known for murder. Yeah, I have. We have an exhibit in here that um, the photographs and the info is from the Oklahoma History Center, and then I added poetry stuff, and it's called "Wanted Dead or Alive: Oklahoma Outlaws and Lawmen." Mm-hmm. So we had a poetry contest uh, for people to write about a, an Oklahoma outlaw or law person, mm-hmm. and this was the winner of the contest. This was the winner. Um, th- th- this person's aware that he won. Oh yeah, oh, okay. he's ar- he's already gotten his already. money. Which take the money and run. You know what? Speaking, <laughs> no. of, speaking of, of of outlaws, go on, take the money and run. Um, who sang that? Uh, the, uh, Steve Miller Band. Yes, Steve Miller yes. Band. But the funny thing is, here the the person who won this uh, contest, the poem we're going to read is by Bill McLeod. He uh, donated the money back to us, so he didn't even well, keep sweet. the contest money. Yes, paid it forward. That's right. For future. That's right. You know, um, uh, events and so forth. Yeah. Um, I, I like the poem. Shall I dive in? Sean? I do too. And or, my chair or, has sunk. So I'm going to try to lift it up a little bit okay. while you start. I'm going dig- to digress. Okay. Once upon a time, there was a little gal who met this guy, and they were kind of infatuated with each other. And um, the rest was kind of history, bullet ridden history, and uh, we shall digress. And now she's upright oh, again. Oh, now I'm up. Man, all of a sudden, I, my, the microphone was like at my forehead. Oh. So I have <laughs> got a, to get a that's new an chair. Ongoing, that's an ongoing theme. <laughs> You know, a sinking chair. That's it. That, that's I've the got name of your next Okay. Here is our poem. I, I think it's very cool. Stringtown. Some say Bonnie was with the gang on that murderous day in Stringtown when Clyde and the boys killed that deputy and shot a sheriff. But she wasn't. She was visiting her mama in Dallas, spending hours in her bed writing dozens of poems in her beloved journal. I'm not saying she didn't end up doing bad things, a lot of bad things, but not on that day. On that day, she was visiting her mama and writing love poems while dreaming of a time when her poems might make her famous. <laughs> I like the irony in those ending lines. Yes. That he, he envisions her thinking about the poetry is what's going to make her famous. And that, you know, she <laughs> did become famous, not for her poetry. No, you know? because she yeah. did write poems and uh, they are not great. Not great. <laughs> sort of a lamentful, uh, teenage, youthful. Uh, uh, They're very, yeah, very junior high-ish. Yeah. Very uh, unrequited love, and mm-hmm. I will find, and I will go with, I will be buried with, and he is my. Yes. Yeah. Kind of Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. Romeo and, and Julietish. The myth of a daring and dangerous and romantic life. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can have a daring, dangerous, and romantic life. I, I wish it for us all, but mm-hmm. it doesn't have to involve uh, machine guns. And yeah. Did I mention <laughs> bank robberies and general malevolence and mayhem? Was the was the movie more violent than the their actual oh life? Oh my because gosh! Movie, it's been so long since the movie I've was seen quite, that the movie. The movie was quite violent, um, but I I would imagine that you're banging around on that. Sorry, I'm, I'm banging. Oh, it, my cord is banging. I would imagine that it was just as violent. Yeah, you know, I I don't remember. Mm-hmm. It's been too long since I've seen that. Right, movie. right. It, and and I was looking at photos of Clyde. He wasn't. He wasn't Warren Beatty. He wasn't Warren Beatty. He wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't. A, uh, had Hollywood good looks. Now, Bonnie was quite 
fashionable and lovely and quite the flapper girl from what it, mm-hmm. from the photos I saw. Mm-hmm. Flapper girl, flapper girl with the yeah. gun. Yeah. Flapper girl, there's a poem. I keep telling Flapper with the, the firearm. Flapper with the firearm, you know. <laughs> right, that one. Yes. Well, Bill right. McLeod, he lives here locally. He just lives basically in between here, Locust Grove and Pryor. He is a history professor at Rogers this, State University. He wrote this poem. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's a writer. He's got a few books out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that he's most known for is pretty old now, but it was one he wrote called um, What Should We Tell Our Children About Vietnam? Well, he edited it because he asked uh, a lot of people to uh, contribute to contribute to it and it, it's essays and, and ideas and things mm-hmm. about what to tell children about Vietnam. He, he's a Vietnam vet. Okay. And uh, and his, one of his books of poetry, The Smell of the Light, is about his Vietnam experience. So we just uh, appreciate this poem well, absolutely. And, and Bill. Right, yes, yes, mm-hmm. very much. I like the image of Bonnie just sitting on her bed, you know, uh, writing these poems at the same time that... Clyde and his two compadres mm-hmm. are shooting up Stringtown. Stringtown, <laughs> we thought, which we thought was the home of Reba, which we found out yes. was not. I've always thought that Reba McIntyre was was from Stringtown. I don't, I'm not sure why I thought that, but so I had to look it up, you know, because it just made me think, and I went down a rabbit hole. And she she was born near there. She was actually born in McAllister, and then mm-hmm. she grew up in a little town called Chalky. 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 Yeah, but. The, but I wanted to know more about Stringtown too, and then also about um, this this whole incident that took place August fifth, nineteen thirty two, and it was at a dance hall in Stringtown. This is in the middle of Prohibition, so mm-hmm. you know they still had dance halls, but it wasn't really legal for you to have your alcohol in there. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why the Atoka Sheriff, C. G. Maxwell, and the Deputy Sheriff Eugene Moore showed up there and confronted. Uh, Clyde and his two friends there because they were drinking. Mm-hmm. Drinking and, and dancing. Yeah, and they just broke <clears throat> out their guns and started shooting. Yep. And uh, shooting. Shooting. <laughs> Where am I from? Where root, am I from? Yeah, rooting yes. Shoot, shoot, um, <laughs> Mace County, <laughs> Northeast Oklahoma, <clears throat> shooting and diving and, you know, uh, ducking under tables. Okay, yeah, so they, uh, they, they, uh, they wound up killing um, the sheriff and uh, wounding wounding the other. No, the, the deputy sheriff. They killed Moore and, uh, and then severely wounded Maxwell. And that was the, the first time that they, the, the Barrow Gang, as they came to mm-hmm. be known, uh, killed a, a law, mm-hmm. lawman. Which is a different level of crime. Yeah, you know, when you, when definitely. You, right, certainly, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. right. So I was interested in the name Stringtown, too, uh, since that's the title of Bill's poem and that's where this took place, because, you know, how does a town get that name? Having the biggest ball of twine in the nation? <laughs> I, I would know. love to see that. <laughs> where is that at? There's a giant ball of twine it's somewhere. Got, it's it's it, a, probably on it, Route 66, it's isn't got, it? Uh, I think it's... It sounds like a Nebraska thing. I, I bet I don't that's know why, where it is. I don't know how I got that either. Well, Kansas is what immediately popped to my mind. Well, right, something that's flat it. that needs a big item to to, mm-hmm. to look at, a large item. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Big Bertha, that giant uh, steam shovel they have up there in Kansas. <laughs> have you ever seen Big Bertha? I, I, I will put that on my list. Oh, my gosh, you got to go see. It's not very far from here. Okay, yeah, Big Bertha. It, it's, it's quite the deal. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
so Stringtown, there's a couple of things that they think may have where the name came from. Now, there's a nearby Sulphur Spring, and they thought, well, you know, we just misspelled the word. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe it was originally Springtown. Okay, and they, they, they got the T. <laughs> yeah. You know, string, spring. That could very well happen around here. Yeah. It'd okay. be like Sand Strings, Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Sand Strings. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> um, but another uh, idea was that it was named Stringtown because there, they didn't have very many businesses, and all the buildings and the structures they did have were kind of strung out along the railroad tracks. Mm-hmm. Okay, strung them out. Yeah, mm-hmm. string town just strung town. out along the strung railroad out. tracks. Interesting. Yeah, right. well, you go through it. A lot of people go through string town because it's on Highway sixty nine, and if you're going, you know, south through Oklahoma. Well, I've gone especially through it, the, the eastern part. And I feel like I might have missed it because I've you driven, probably did driven to. You oh, I, you wouldn't have missed on the mm-hmm. highway though, right before you get to Stringtown. You and I drove the past it, obviously. Yeah, correct. Yeah, we you have. Know, yeah, last summer. Yeah, right. it's got a big prison there, the Mac. Alfred Big Mac Correctional yeah. Center, yeah, uh, there in Stringtown. Yeah, hmm. McAllister, Buffaloes, the Buffs. Why do yeah. you think it is, Bill? Going back to our poem, that um, Bonnie felt compelled to write poetry. Uh, I think this is a question you asked me before we started. Now I'm turning well, it on you. Turn it around. <laughs> how was she? Do, you, do we know how she was when she was writing poetry? Was it when she was younger, older? Early 20s. Early 20s. Uh-huh. Uh, I think she wanted to escape her. I think she wanted to es- escape her environment. Mm-hmm. I think she was uh, maybe have had an overbearing mother. Maybe she wanted maybe she wanted uh, fame and fortune and, and saw that in the magazines. She's going to get that with poetry? Uh, I think she, she wanted to know, she wanted to know, quit laughing at me, young lady. <laughs> She wanted notoriety. Um, look at me. I'm hypothesizing. <laughs> That's uh, all right. No, those are all ideas. Because I, uh, when I was going down the rabbit hole looking at Stringtown, I also, I also, sorry, I'm banging things around now. I also started thinking about um, why do murderers write, particularly poetry? You know, why do they do that? Yeah, and is it post-murder or pre-murder? Pre. I was thinking about pre-murder. why. Why are you doing it ahead of? T- well, she was doing it both. Yeah. You know, she, I guess she was writing, she wrote poetry before they met. And then afterwards she was trying to, you know, get, let people know that they were not the, the ones that were portrayed in the media. Yeah, she was misunderstood. She tried to do that with her poetry. Well, it's the same as modern day posting or telling friends about murders or, you know, bragging. It's their way of announcing, mm-hmm. uh, putting their story out there, mm-hmm. making it larger than life. Uh I just object to using poetry as, oh, I'm cer- as, uh, certainly. as a justifier for your violence. Certainly. Uh, certainly. Uh, okay. Noted. <laughs> but, you know, you don't want it to be a step ladder. You want it to be the the highest rung of that of that ladder. That's right. Okay. I got okay, it. Okay. So while, while I was thinking about, you know, because I read a book a while back about, what's his name, uh, Ted? Bundy? The other Ted, yeah. (laughs) The other Ted. There were a lot of bad Ted's out there. I'm not sure. I bet Ted Bundy wrote poetry too. But Ted Kaczynski, you know, he was a big writer. You know, did the manifesto and wrote all kinds of stuff. The one that was the one that was holed up in the little shack up. Yeah, I was in his little shack up Mm -hmm. there that they found him and did bombed. You're right. People and Mm -hmm. did stuff like that. Uh, Why? Why did is that the, the need to write is linked to the desire to kill? And then recently I had seen a little I don't a little documentary about this nurse that was arrested in Canada 
I'm not sure how to say her name, Elizabeth Wet Wetlaufer. Okay. Do you remember what? the story about I don't, her? I don't quite remember that. This Ontario nurse, she pled guilty to murdering eight of her elderly patients, people who were under her care. Sounds familiar. And she yeah. wrote poetry, and her poetry was about the desire to kill. And I want to read four lines of this one poem of hers. Okay. It is really disgusting, but okay. I'm going to read it. Oh, okay. She watches some life drain from the notch in his neck vein. As it soothingly pulls, it smothers her pain. Sweet stiletto so sharp craves another cut. Obeying a call, she moves to his gut. Ooh. That awful? Yeah, that is. It, uh, that is <laughs> grisly graphic. And the title of it is Inevitable. Inevitable. <laughs> Who is the next inevitable victim? Yeah. But there's something, uh, you know, because we're kind of, we have morbid and gruesome fascinations with things. Yeah. So I, I just kind of wonder if that's also why Bonnie was writing poetry is just because of that human. You were talking about this last night at the book club. Thing. How was we, have, I? We, 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 we were all as the group talking about how we all have dark desires. Dark oh, we secrets. were talking about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Dr. Hyde. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, you yeah. know, the, the good and bad, good versus evil, you know, light versus dark. And now that's a little darker than I think most of us go. That's pretty dark. Yeah. But, you know, that's a good parallel, too, mm -hmm. to talk about Bonnie Parker and the way that Bill wrote about her in this poem, mm -hmm. because it is a Jekyll and Hyde thing. Yes, it is. You know, yeah. sweet little girl sitting on her bed, her mommy's in the next room, and she's just yeah. sitting there writing poetry. Yeah, and that battle boy caused her to shoot that gun, <laughs> you know, twisted her arm. Yeah. Her poems are long because uh, she envisions them as long narrative ballads. But if you and you can find them, just Google Bonnie Parker poetry. But just example, here's a couple of stanzas of <clears throat> one of her poems, The Story of Bonnie and Clyde. Mm -hmm. You've read the story of Jesse James, of how he lived and died. If you're still in need of something to read, here's the story of Bonnie and Clyde. Now, Bonnie and Clyde are the Barrow Gang. I'm sure you all have read how they rob and steal, and those who squeal are usually found dying or dead. There's lots of untruths to these write-ups. They're not so ruthless as that. Their nature is raw. They hate all the law, the stool pigeons, spotters, and rats. They call them cold-blooded killers. They say they are heartless and mean, but I say this with pride, that I once knew Clyde when he was honest and upright and clean. That's because <laughs> that girl was infatuated with him and didn't see the, the, dark, the, dark, the dark half. Oh, Ooh. that was the other book we were that, talking about last we, night. I've seen all Stephen kinds of parallels. Yeah. All, of, all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, did you read Clyde's poem? No. His spelling is atrocious. <laughs> but I, you know, here's Clyde's poem. We don't want to hurt anyone, but we have to steal to eat. And if that's and if it's a shootout to live, then that's the way we'll have it will have to be. We have kidnapped some people and tied them to a tree, but not so tight that after we were gone, they could not get themselves free. We're going home tomorrow to look in on the folks. We will meet them near out near Grapevine if the laws don't get there first. Now, that's not as good as Bonnie's, so I guess I will have, have it a flop. But please, God, just one more visit before we are put on the spot. And you have it's to look. Awful. Oh, my gosh. Any, A N N E Y. We don't want to hurt anyone. Don't. D O N T E. Do you, you think know. she convinced him to write the, the poem? Possibly. Like, why don't you write Was something? Was he writing them before? I didn't do my research I don't on think, Bonnie. It and doesn't Clyde. sound like he had any interest in writing a poetry literature before he. And, and this was probably one of two two or three things he might have written. Uh, 
as a result of, as a result of her influence. They're just they're just so misunderstood, aren't they? Uh, in their own minds, they're misunderstood. <laughs> but I think it's I think it is. I think the lawmen had it right. It there, it's pretty cut and dry. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bad, you know, talk about uh, bad decisions and poor choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, example one. Yeah. You know. There you go. Live and die by the sword. Did die by the bullet. They sure did. You know. Well, you mentioned a lawman. Here's another interesting thing I found when I was looking at Stringtown stuff. You know, I said that Reba was uh, born in Chalky. I mm-hmm. thought Chalky. I've never heard of Chalky, so I had chalky. to look that up. Sounds like a good name for a chewing tobacco to me. <laughs> Give me some Chalky <laughs> and some at chalky. the store. Chalky. My, Pat needs some Chalky. <laughs> uh, so I had to look up Chalky and. You know, it used to be called Chicky Chalky. Yes, Chicky Chalky. Sounds almost native. Yeah, it's 11, yes, it's okay. 11 miles northeast of Stringtown. Well, sort of native in a certain way. So it was named Chicky Chalky uh, when it was Indian Territory in 1891. It was named after um, a Chickasaw man, Charles LaFleur, his two daughters. That was their nicknames, Chicky and Chalky. <laughs> Chicky and Chalky. <laughs> yeah. Chicky Chalky. But then Chicky died at, at a pretty young age, and so they shortened it to Chalky. Okay. Isn't that awful? That's, Poor Chicky. They I, died, so they cut, just took her out of the town. Cut her out of the name? entire equation. Yeah. yeah. But here's the interesting thing. He was a Choctaw light horseman. And then he also, in 1884, and then he also started working as a marshal back when the hanging judge, Judge Parker in Fort Smith. Hmm. was going around, yeah. and uh, he was called Captain LaFleur when he was with the Light Horseman, the Choctaw, and he was apparently known as a quite an infamous lawman, so, a marshal. Is LaFleur <clears throat> a Choctaw name? LaFleur? I don't know. We have, don't we have know. LaFleur County. I bet it is. We have, I, th- I don't I, know. I, I bet it is, too. Yeah. Down there in southern Oklahoma. I didn't look it up. We have L- Louisiana uh, as the crow flies. Wherever you go, there's a crow flying <laughs> that direction. <laughs> It's interesting how rabbit holes lead to rabbit holes lead to rabbit holes. So. <laughs> Which reminds me of something uh, <laughs> that I job. saw. I saw one time, Bill. Oh, okay. I saw an actual murder in real life, Ooh. and I didn't tell anybody about it. That, that's that's a crime. You should. I got to turn you. Well, on. crows are common in this area, so it wasn't that big of a deal. <laughs> And you know why? I'm such a nerd. I've got it. You do, folks, I what, thought you'd get that one because you just mentioned why crows. Do you, why, do you, why do you call a group of crows a murder? Yeah. You saw a murder. Yeah. I just, I, I, I'm late to the game, <laughs> but I'm, I, I'll am i get. I'll slide into base eventually. You know what you call ravens? A group uh, of ravens? Um, this is an interesting Ravenous. One. Ravenous. An, an unkindness, unkindness of ravens. Murder, a murder and unkindness. Yeah. Is it because they're black birds? Probably. There's some racism against the black, I, some, uh, against the birds. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Anyway, so back to what I was saying about Captain LaFleur, because I wanted to add, he, the Daltons, the Dalton outlaws, the Dalton gang, they did know him, and they were afraid of him. And they supposedly, one member of the Dalton gang, sent him a letter uh, asking that he resign his position so they wouldn't have to kill a man they much respected. Yeah. <laughs> Save us the trouble. Yeah. We like you, yeah. Captain LaFleur, uh, so so give it up. And he didn't. He just went on, had a pretty long career. He married two or three times. <laughs> this was kind of interesting. He uh, he raised eyebrows with his marriage in 1896 to Lu- Louisa Francis Patrick, since he was 30-plus years older than her. And there was a little newspaper down there called the Christian County Republican, 
that wrote in 1904, quote, The white girl schoolmate, then a sweet girl graduate of 20, married LaFleur, who was then a paunchy, one-eyed old Indian man of 60. <laughs> more, racism much? More not so, su- more not so subtle racism. <laughs> yeah. Again, but again, you know, and uh, sexism. I mean, maybe she was interested in a 60-year-old man. He was probably very interesting and intelligent. Well, something caught her attention. Yeah. You know, 30 yeah, years lived is 30 a life. years. Mm-hmm. He lived a life yep. on Chicky Chalky. Chicky Chalky, right. <laughs> Tiki Talky, Chicky Chalky. Yes. Yes. So I didn't want to change the subject too much, but you're you're doing something this weekend, a, a, a celebration in Perkins? Um, yeah, this weekend it's a um, storytelling retreat. We're having it at Oak Park Retreat Center, which is in the little town of Perkins, which is, I don't know, 10 miles south of Stillwater. Yes, I've been to Perkins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the Perkins are going to Perkins. The Perkinses would, are going to Perkins. That would be like me going to Guthrie. There you go. Or something. You should go you to know. Guthrie. But I had you, uh, I know we're, it's it, another digression, but I, I got you something to read on the way, a little pre, oh, you a, did? A, pre, a pre-Valentine gift for awesome. you. Awesome. What you, you got? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> give it to me. <laughs> it's going to rattle. Oh. I got you. Barbie Talk. Oh, Barbie Talk what magazine. What the hell is that? It is. It is the. It, it is for Barbie for the Barbie fan club in the early late sixties, early seventies. I've never seen this. Is nineteen seventy. So, and there's there's adventures for you on your trip to Perkins. Uh, there's little games and things to to. Bill, you're to, always bringing me such nice things, and well, I never give you anything in return. Yeah. Oh, yes, you do. But uh, uh, <laughs> the funny thing is, if you don't like that, you can put it in the in the in the rummage no, store. But it, no. it actually is the the, the jigsaw. Excuse me. The the, the, um, the crossword puzzle is um, uh, kind of used, this but everything so else <laughs> everything else is pretty pretty pristine for you know. I, this is a Marsha Brady era. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll have for to your picture trip. Of this and, and put it for on your so trip. you all can see this. It's a beautiful. Little it doesn't really pertain to Stringtown or Bonnie and Clyde, but it's I don't know. It you does know? because it's Barbie and Ken on the cover right. there in the middle of a heart. A famous a famous couple. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, did, did they I stay together through thick or thin? Well, until she realized that it was until Barbara realized it's going to be nothing but, but platonic friendship, and she wanted something <laughs> else. So she went over to GI Joe and said, "Hey, sailor, was you know, Ken gay?" I, I, am assuming he okay. was just a little too uh, disinterested in her. Yeah. Okay. Well, it makes me strangely enough, it makes me think of what I was talking about earlier with Reba. Um, if if you're somewhere outside of Oklahoma listening to this and you don't know Reba is from Oklahoma. Reba McIntyre is one of our national treasures. Queen in of the country state. music in some areas, and she does write some of her songs. Mm-hmm. And I think she's kind of poetic. Yeah. Do you and know that song "Only in My Mind"? She wrote that one. Mm-hmm. I, I, he yes. said, "Have you ever cheated on oh, me?" Oh, oh, yes. Has there been yeah. someone else? Oh, yes, I've yes I've is heard. Is there that song. someone you love more than me? Someone you mm-hmm. can't forget. Mm-hmm. If his memory is opened again, let it be chased away by time. Mm-hmm. Isn't that a great oh, line? Oh, yeah. He said, have you ever cheated mm-hmm. on me? She I said, said only in my mind. mind. Yeah. yeah. That's a beautiful song. It is. Yeah. I wonder if she wrote Fancy. I don't know. Might have been born just poor white trash, but Fancy was my name. <laughs> I don't think she actually writes a lot of her songs, but mm-hmm. I did. I did look that one up because, and uh, because, I'm I, I'm actually not a great 
country music fan. I'm but not, I knew that one. Yeah. So I looked that one up, and it said, yeah, she had written and she's that not one. a bad actor. I just finished her little stint on Big Sky. She did She did one season of Big Sky. Did she? She had a twist. She had a twist. <laughs> she played it well. I remember her from uh, uh, from the Tremors back in oh, the yeah. 80s. I thought, Reba's acting? I thought, <laughs> dang. You know what? She well, she's too old for it now. But she would made she would made a good uh, Bonnie Parker, I think. Oh yeah, she, you know she can handle a gun, and yeah. and she was she, a she had the accent, you know, because the Oklahoma Texas accent sometimes oh, they kind of yes. bleed together mm-hmm. with one another, and you can't tell who you know. And yeah. she was a barrel racer. She knows her horses. She was a rodeo woman. She's a gal. She's. I bet you she. Know, I bet she knows something she, about guns. You know it. Growing up in Chalky. She's authentic. <laughs> She's a, she's a real deal. Chicky yeah. Chucky, minus the chicky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chucky Talky. Chucky Talky. Yeah. Well, we got. Are we done? I, 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 don't, I don't have any more gifts. Or, or, you know, look at this. You know, my bag is empty. Look at you like, is that it? What else you got for me? You know? Well, you did bring wine, too. Did you bring, did you pick this wine specifically? I Was, did. Did you, uh, what do they call it? Curate? No. When you pick a wine for a certain, it's um, it's curating, aren't you picking it, it, it for a certain? There's a word. There's a word. There's a and it'll come to me after our <laughs> podcast probably. Um, but I did I did because I thought that uh, Clyde was sort of a disheveled um, gentleman, wanted to be a gentleman. This is disheveled Taylor. Disheveled Taylor. This disheveled. I thought well, that that could be Clyde. What a strange name Barrel. for a for Clyde a Barrel. wine. Yeah, it's good. Is from this Hungary. a Chardonnay? From Hungary, it from, is. It, I like it because it's a white that's kind of dry. Is that so, the name of the grape? A Koniglitch. Koniglitch. I'll I'll go there. Sure, you know. It this might is be, an, it's an attention grabbing white blend. Mm-hmm. Got our attention. Yeah. yeah. It's in, it comes from Hungary, where the cool alpine breezes meet the warm, dry inland interior. Well, my goodness. Border I, places. I, I should have read more. Border places. That's kind of that's kind of where Bonnie and Clyde were were going too. They they, you know, in the border places because mm-hmm. they're known basically North te- Texas, Southern Oklahoma. It was just kind of a freak thing that they wound up in Louisiana, isn't that where they were killed? Yeah, and and in a bullet riddled car. Yeah. But, but how fast did these vehicles go? Surely not that fast. Uh, Model surely, T's? Maybe 40, do you think? Something, I'm, you know. So the idea... But they were stopped, weren't they, when they were... Well, I don't know. Well, I think it, I don't was, remember. I think it was sort of a, a, a roadblockish stop. I need to revisit this. Well, you know? I mean, come on, people. You you can't ask for so much from us. We've, we've got the poetry, and, and we know about the poetry, and we'll research that. So, but we can't research everything. And y'all can help us fill in the blanks. But I, look at this photo of and look they're at sitting this, out there listening. Look at this going, photo we don't care. Look we at don't how, care. Look how pretty she was. Well, I have never seen that one. She was just a beauty, in my opinion. You know, so she got some attention, undoubtedly. You know. Yeah. yeah. So uh, she's ready to get out of that house. Ready to get out of the house. Go and on then, an adventure and. She just and this is the took, photo. This took is the that photo man you at his word. You've got the photo similar to this. I love that outfit. Look at that the she outfit. Look how tailored that is. Yeah, this that's is like the something one that... out of Harper's Bazaar. <laughs> you know, it could be on the cover of uh, Cosmopolitan, nineteen twenty-eight. What would you? Is that kind of like a chevron? It's kind of a chevron. Everybody's uh, probably seen that one where she's wearing. Is it two piece? It's, it's a like two-piece. a shirt and a skirt. A black sweat. A black sweater with mm-hmm. a, a black, a small black uh, short mm-hmm. sweater. Chevron and a black, pattern black and a little. 
what do you call that hat she has on? I think it's kind of a, a modified beret. It's kind of like a beret. A beret-like yeah. type, type of a flapper beret kind mm-hmm. of a thing. So, and uh, Well, she was Silas. intriguing, you know. She couldn't really write poetry. Bill wrote a good poem about her. Um, she's lived on in the, the annals of time, even though she was a murderer. But, you know, we're fascinated by people who step outside the bounds and, you know, outlaws, mm-hmm. I think. And I'm still, you know, I'm still kind of wondering about about people who do write and uh, spe- specifically poetry and then are also horrible people. Because you do have an affinity <laughs> for solving murders. Wanting to, you, you have an affinity for murder mysteries. I, I like to I like to read about true crime, and, true crime and to do some research and things like that. And you know what? When I was thinking about this episode, too. That would be a neat podcast if you combine what we just did in this one, poetry and true crime. Right. I don't know how because you would they're do so it. they're so opposite. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just but there's a lot of maybe you couldn't just do poetry, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of criminals and murderers out there who also fancy themselves writers. Yes. Fancy themselves a yes. lot of different things. Yes. Yes. <laughs> True. Yeah. So that could be interesting. I'm, I don't know. They killed one lawman. They killed one sheriff. Um, were there others? Probably. I, I did not research their victims, and I, I you know, just did not do that. But uh, maybe our listening audience can fill us in. <laughs> By the way, um, our, our last week's episode, you know, our little our little orphan that we saved. Nobody has no suggested one has named a her. Name. No one's named her. She, People. We haven't got a single suggestion for a name. We have for our episode we have, we have a little girl that needs fallen a name. woman. <clears throat> she needs a name. You know? And here I am again, broken record Sean mm. saying it. Leave us a review. We do not have another review mm. on Apple Podcast. People, I'm sick of that number being the same mm-hmm. month after month after month. Yeah. <laughs> review us, you know. <laughs> I'm lovingly appealing to lovingly, you lovingly yet firmly and sternly <laughs> yet chicky and chalky leave leave us a review yeah yeah i'm trying not to sound desperate yeah i sounded desperate last time and it didn't help this is your this is your classroom uh, stern voice students turn in that homework yeah it really applies suction that mm-hmm. we don't have another review uh, apl- okay. <laughs> I see. When you mentioned classroom, that's what I thought about first of all, because mm-hmm. my students used to like to say "sucks" all the time, mm-hmm. and, uh, and my sister Roxanne was also a teacher, and yeah. she started telling them, "Please say apply suction." Yeah, that's much you know, like more that. pleasing to the ear. Look at this. So this I apply suction. <laughs> so I picked you know? it up. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I think we rambled long enough. Uh, yeah. We appreciate you listeners out there. Keep listening. Spread the word, please. Um, go to wackypoemlife.com if you're not listening there because we'll have some pictures. And then go over to episode 65 and suggest a name for that our, fallen woman that little, we talked about last time. Our little time. gal, please, yes. Yeah. yeah, and you can correct us on anything you said. we said about Bonnie and Clyde on this yeah. episode because we don't know what the heck we, we're talking well, about. Right, we're open to <laughs> suggestion and correction. And thank you, so. Bill McLeod, for your uh, wonderful poem. Yeah. And uh, we enjoyed talking about it. And you all can just Google him, Google Bill McLeod, and you'll you'll find his other books for, for sale online. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. All right. right. Thank you all. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.